Hi, everybody. I'm Jimmy DeYoung. You're listening to Prophetic Perspective. This is an opportunity for you to be able to glean some information about current events in light of biblical prophecy. We're going to be listening to a portion of my audio series. It's a five-part, five-hour audio series on CD entitled The Babylon Factor, and it focuses on what is happening in modern-day Iraq and how that plays into the end-time prophecy that's laid out in the entire Word of God. Will you take a moment now, listen to this, and then I'll tell you how you can get your own individual copy of The Babylon Factor. Right now, let's listen to the study. By the way, when did Satan come into existence? Well, he didn't come into existence in chapter 1 or chapter 2. I don't know when he came into existence, but he is there in chapter 3. You say, Satan didn't come into existence? Well, we saw some preacher on television out in San Antonio, Texas with all these charts that said Satan was prehistoric. Well, that's an ignorant statement if you stop to think about it. Prehistoric is an oxymoron. How can you have, if history is the record of everything God created, that's what history is, his story, in the beginning, that is time. And so before time and history, there was nothing except God. So how can anything be prehistoric? We have been brainwashed by society, prehistoric beings. Baloney. And now the preachers are even talking about it. Demons and Satan. No. When you, you know what God said when he got finished creating everything? Genesis chapter 1 verse 31. He said, and it was the sixth day and I saw everything I created. And the, my King James Bible, glory to God, hallelujah, says everything was very good. But in the Hebrew, I love the way it says it, everything was abundantly excellent. So the devil wasn't around in the first six days of creation. I don't know how long it was from the end of chapter 1 to the beginning of chapter 3. But sometime during that time, Lucifer, who had been the prominent angel, placed over the throne of God by God himself, Ezekiel chapter 28, then decided, Isaiah chapter 14, I will, he asserted his free will, I will be worshipped. That's what I'll do. And sometime after that, he fell and took one-third of the angels. And they fell from the third heaven to the first heaven. Now, how do I know that? They're in the first heaven because Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers of darkness, evil in the heavenlies. And that's where Satan, for 6,000 years, has been with his evil angels. They're in the first heaven. The first heaven is right above us. Second heaven is way out there where the galaxies are. Third heaven is where God is. And so they're in the first heaven. I'm going to show you in chapter 6 what they are going to do here in God's plan of governing until he gets to Nimrod and we see what happens there. But in chapter 3, Satan shows up. He usurps. He said, look, if God can put one man over all of creation, why can't I just take control of that one man and then I'll have all of creation? And so chapter 3 to chapter 19 of the book of Revelation is a Satanocracy. First three chapters of the Bible is a theocracy. Last three chapters of the Bible is a theocracy. Everything in between is a Satanocracy. Satan, the God of all of this. And that's what happens in chapter 3. Chapter 4, Satan is going to continue to manipulate. 
He dispatches an evil angel, a demon. By the way, a demon is simply an evil angel taking up habitation in a human body. That's when it becomes a demon. Okay, so Satan dispatches an evil angel from the first heaven down to earth. He takes control of a man named Cain. Cain and Abel, first two boys born to Adam and Eve. And Cain kills Abel. What is God's judgment on Cain? Look what it says here. In verse 8 of chapter 4 and following, it starts to talk about the murder. But look at verse 12. Here's what God is saying to Cain. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shall thou be in the earth. Those words probably better translated a wanderer. You're not going to be able to have any satisfaction any place on the earth. You're not going to till the land. You're going to wander all over this earth. That's your punishment for killing your brother. Well, what does Cain do? This demonic controlled individual says, I don't have to listen to what God says. I didn't listen to him. I killed my brother. Now, how's he going to make me do anything? He says, I'm going to wander all over the world. What did he do? Look at verse 16. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. By the way, this would be someplace east of Jerusalem. Out in that direction towards Saudi Arabia, towards Jordan, towards uh, Iraq. Out in that direction is the land of Nod. Look at verse 16. 17, and Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Enoch. This is not the Enoch that walked with God and then was in the heavenlies. This is not the same Enoch. This is a different Enoch. Chapter 5 tells us who that Enoch is and who his father was. This is Enoch, the father of Cain, excuse me, the son of Cain. And Enoch, they bare a son named Enoch. And then look what Cain does in verse 17. He builded a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. Here now, the first civilized governmental operation is set up. A city is established by Cain, who is a rebel against God, demonically controlled. God had another plan of governing, but Cain said, I'll do it my way. In fact, this was the trend in individuals. Chapter 6, chapter 5 is a genealogy. Chapter 6 is cram-packed with information. Let me say something else. I'm going to make a controversial statement possibly to you also as we look through here. And please don't go away from here. You can disagree with me, but please don't go away disagreeing. Come talk to me. Don't talk to Harry or Tom or Rick or Rich or anybody else. Talk to me. And let's reason together from the Word of God as Bereans did. They said, Paul, not bad, but let's check out the book and see what it says. I'll be willing to do that. But chapter, now I I just preface that so I can get to this statement. Chapter 6 is the beginning of the record of the flood. 6, 7, and 8, Noah and the flood. How did this all come about? Well, verse 1, chapter 6, And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. The sons of God are angels. Demonic beings that have sexual intercourse with women of men, daughters of men. 
And I'll just give you this. I don't have time to develop all of this. I'll just give you this. You say, wait a minute. Matthew and Mark both says, when Jesus was asked, whose husband will this lady have in the heavenlies? And he said, uh, she will be and they will be as the angels in heaven. Did you hear what I just said? As the angels in heaven. In heaven, they don't have sexual relationships. Doesn't say anything about the earth. We don't use that verse to say we can't have sexual relationship on earth, do we? No. So why should we take that verse and make it mean that? By the way, angels took on physical bodies. 18th chapter of the book of Genesis. Three persons show up, two of them are angels looking like men. One of them is Jesus Christ. Jesus leaves chapter 19, men. Angels were in reality looking as men because they came into Sodom and they tried to get Lot to take his family and leave. They walked in. He washed their feet. He fed them. Either these were men or there was some kind of spirit with his esophagus and his stomach and intestines all hanging there over a couple of feet. I'm not trying to be funny. What did, what did they say when Paul got out of jail? He gets out of jail and he goes back and he knocks on the door and Rhonda comes out and says, Oh, Paul, we're praying for you to get out of jail. Forgets to unlock the door, goes back in. No, it's not Paul, it's his angel. Peter, Peter. thank you. Well, so what? It was still his angel. Paul had one too. How do you know that didn't happen? Thank you for taking a few moments to listen to this portion of a five-hour, five-part audio series on CD that is available. This is entitled The Babylon Factor. We've been focusing on Iraq and the continuing activities that are absolutely setting the stage for Bible prophecy to be fulfilled. The name of this series, The Babylon Factor, it's a must. If you have a friend there or know someone that has a family member or a friend in Iraq, they need to have this series entitled The Babylon Factor, which gives them a prophetic perspective on what is happening in that unique part of the world. This five-part, five-hour audio series on CD is available. You can call our toll-free number. It's 877-674-3298. That's 877-674-3298. Or go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com. You can order your copy of The Babylon Factor by either calling or going to the website. I want to thank you for taking a few moments to study the prophetic scriptures with us. By the way, remember, everything we've talked about in this study indicates that Jesus Christ is coming soon. But the rapture takes place. That's the calling up of all of us who know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. It happens seven years before Babylon really comes to its conclusion. And that rapture could happen at any moment. Having said that, nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...